What's up and welcome to the season two bonus entries from my 1990s high school diary. And it wouldn't be an episode of Dear 1995, even a bonus episode without my better half, Brooke, here to co-host. Hello. Hello. It's so, good to be back. It's I know. good to be back in the seat. Sorry it's Shola. taken so long. Shola, we'll get to you in a bit. <laughs> So, first of all, apologies are in order for how long overdue this bonus episode is. Um, We took a little break, we've regrouped, and we are back. Mm -hmm. So, um, as you guys know, the final episode of last season was the end of my diary. That's all she wrote. Why do you think you stopped writing? Um, Well... There was a dramatic event, which we'll get to. Right. And then, I don't know. I think... um, Did life become... Do you know what I mean? Like, did life take over where the kind of fiction of all your desires ended off? And then, I mean, not not long after the end of the diary, I go to college. And, like, I guess it was kind of like the end of a chapter. And then I didn't continue writing it. Because you started doing it. I started living. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You were living. L-I-V-I-N. Dazed and Confused reference. Matthew McConaughey. So I wanted to do this bonus episode to tell everyone um, how the remainder of Little G's senior year went. So what happened after the end of the diary? Um, What happened to some of our favorite air quote characters? What happened to them? Um after the diary ended and actually there are still a few little bits of little g content to share some letters and notes up my sleeve Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um and then brooke and i are going to share with everybody season three ideas um so this is not the end it's Um, not the end we're pivoting ever so slightly a little bit of a pivot yeah, we still have our feet firmly in the 90s yeah, and our always. teen experiences, but yeah, we're going to do a slight pivot. Yeah, a it's going to be good. Action. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we'll explain a little bit about that later in the episode. But before we do all that, it wouldn't be an episode of Dear 1995 without starting off with our 90s mode <gasps> discussion, right? Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. And I have been deep diving on 90s TV shows. Have you? And little movies. Prep. Did you know it was think, a quiz this week? No, I just, I, it's making me feel really good. Good. Um, I'm glad. And maybe I'm medicating because I'm trying to take my mind off um, the trauma from Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my God, we were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah we're just Joel and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. yeah, so I won't bring it up constantly. Fine, just every couple. But like pages. the other day, someone was t- talking to me about, they, although I'd read a book on Christian, on Dior. Yeah. And, and they said something like, you know, he had a really good time. And without even thinking, I went, was he abused? <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at me like, no. Like, <laughs> what? what What are you talking about? I just meant, and then I meant X, Y, and Z, but literally my mind. Everything so is I really apologize if I'm just constantly like, but then did he touch you? Because I just I can't. Uh, no, yeah. And when was that, though? That was more 80s that this happened for, with Michael, When Dior right? had a hard time? No, not oh. Dior. Oh, oh. The kids. Yeah. Was yeah, it I think, 80s? I think it was 80s, 90s, yeah. 2000s. Like, it was just... Relevant like, to the podcast. All over, all over the Neverland. Very relevant. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up. No, obviously. <laughs> okay. 
We hate a tangent. Yeah, we, yeah, um, we can't stand a, se- a tangent, a segue. Anyway, okay, quiz. ready? Quiz time. Yeah. Number one. On one of my favorite Friends episodes, what did Rachel and Monica lose to the boys during a trivia game hosted by Ross? I know this one because I recently watched. Well, Shola I, I think I do. Don't Just sure I know. What is it? Um, I think they lost their apartment. Well done. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! Such a good episode. It was a winner. That and has so, like, that's also the one where they, they ask, like, what is Chandler Bing's job? And Rachel's like, a transponder! And, and that's how they lose it because they don't know. And oh, Monica's like, that's so not good. even a word! <laughs> so many good episodes. Last night, um, I just happened to stumble into Friends and I was watching the one where, Ross finds out that Rachel likes him for the first time because she's left a message on his phone <gasps> saying, I'm the over you. One. And he was like, you're, you're over me? When, when, when were, were you, you under me? me? Yeah, when were you under me? Oh, my exactly. God, I love that episode. And she's just got this French roll falling out. Yes. Like, it's the height of the Rachel haircut. And, and it's not just the style. It's obviously the content of that, yeah, that episode, obviously. too. Oh, my God. That's, and he, like, oh, the, she's, like, on top of him because he's trying to get, she's trying oh, to get the phone away from so him. Oh my God. Um, anyway, yeah, such a... <laughs> Should we move on to question number two? On? Where will this one go? <laughs> I mean, it's just like... Question two of the quiz, because in case anybody forgot, we're still doing our 90s mode. Mm-hmm. Which future Oscar winner starred on Beverly Hills 90210? A, Charlize Theron, or B, Hilary Swank? I'm going to say Hilary Swank. That is correct. And I did she... Was she... Um, Brandon's love interest. No, I think she dated Steve. So, oh my gosh, Luke Perry having just oh, I know. died. Oh, can we, dear 1995, can we take yes, a second? This is so, dear 1995 moment. This is such a moment because, I mean, I think for me, even though I knew I probably should date Brandon, yeah, it was really Your heart was with Dylan. With Dylan, yeah, we've talked about and that. just his. Um, and then what was? There was that line, it was you, it was always you. Yes. Yeah. And so I think... Um, so sad. He was only like 52 or something. And I love his work in Riverdale. So I haven't I'm really so watched Riverdale, it. but I feel like I should now. Yeah, it's really... And I love Molly Ringwald. Yeah. yeah um, so that was really sad. So shout out Shout to, out to Luke Perry. Luke Perry and Dylan um, and all that good stuff that happened. Also, question about Riverdale. Yes. What is the deal with all the characters' names being from the Archie comics? Because they are, it is basically. It's based on the. Yeah, loosely. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And, um, but you know, I bet most of the little like millennials running around watching it don't even know yeah, that that's they, a reference. They've got no idea. They're they just like, no he's idea. a redhead. He's cute. Yeah. Archie. Yeah. Yeah, and Archie will be when they all start getting knocked up. They'll all call their kids Archie. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, which movie won the 1998 Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, Titanic or Goodwill Hunting? Now, we know that Ben and Matt won an Oscar. We do. It must have been that. That's what they won the Oscar for, right? That is correct. Because, oh, they were babies. They were so cute, and they had brought their moms had as they, their dates to the Oscars. And had they graduated from Harvard, or didn't they go to I an think Ivy League? they did go or to Columbia Harvard. School? They, no, I think like, they did go to Harvard. Had mm. they, uh, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. And I don't know if they ever graduated. Right, but they, they were in the hallowed halls yes, of Harvard. I think that's correct. Um, yeah. Um, Do you think it must be hard to do something so amazing so early, so early in, in your, your career. career and then yeah. i mean 
I love some of us may never do something so wonderful. So like we're uh, doing it right now. Yeah. So this is it. (laughs) Um, Guys, you're witnessing our Goodwill hunting (laughs) moment. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I think Matt Damon has sort of stayed on this. He's sort of been on this respectable movie star trajectory. And then. Ben with J Lo and the video and Gwyneth, yeah, and then Jennifer Garner, and then and then just like keep it in your pants with yeah. Jen. She's a great catch. Yeah. Oh my god, she's you, she's had that. given you three beautiful children. Yeah, like why? I think he has issues. He has some yeah, problems. I think there's some alcohol, some substance abuse. I think so she loves him though. She's she's like she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, but I loved Goodwill Hunting. Just like so good. Oh my God, the scene with Robin Williams where um, he finally Matt Damon finally breaks down because Robin Williams keeps saying it was it's not your oh fault, it's not your fault, and then he cries. Oh That's so amazing! I can't. And what about when he analyzes the painting? Oh, and and um, whatever Robin Williams character is just like get out. Yeah, and you're like he he nailed, he nailed that it. painting. He nailed he it. He nailed that painting. And the and Mini Driver, Mini Driver, who we also would like on season three for the pivot. Mini, Mini if you're listening, we'll at her when we put the sound bites online. Obviously, um, also amazing. And you know, as through D995, I've gone back to Circle of Friends yeah. and deep dived on the Mini. Love her. The wonderfulness of Mini. Love her on Insta at the Mo too. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, mm-hmm. which album sold more records? Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill or Spice Girls' Spice? I really hope it's Alanis Morissette, but I feel like it's Spice Girls. No, it's Alanis. Is it? Yeah. Because I loved that. I mean, isn't it ironic? Yeah. That got me through some hard times. The yeah. whole album. Isn't it ironic that that guy I love doesn't love? Isn't that <laughs> ironic? You know what I mean? Like everything was like, well, that's, a, you know, it that's was just, just like... The best teen angst album and of all time, say, I feel. At a time in your life when you're not really surrounded by wisdom, like everyone is as stupid as you are and also feels like they're as learned as you are. Like you're not yeah. seeking out a lot of wisdom. And in that space, <laughs> this angry yeah, girl comes so in angry. and she's like, um, let's just be a little more discerning yeah. and let's just not <laughs> settle. And this is a little fucked. Yes. And I was like... She like, helped yes, me find same. that sort of slightly angry Same. I didn't person. realize. And then I would just blast it. And I was like, yes, that is how I feel. And I was just like, of course, if I just hop on my back and have sex with my ex whenever he wants anywhere, he will love me again. And then I heard that so music yeah. can actually, it can crack you open. It's educational. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Alanis. Yeah. Next question back to friends. What was the name of Ross's first ex-wife and first wife so the name that came to mind was susan no close (laughs) do you want to know um i I can literally hear them talking about her the whole time Um, do you want me to tell you yeah 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 carol oh what carol carol but this leads nicely into the next question what was the name of her partner which was Susan. Susan. Yes. Okay. So that's where that came from. And I feel like Susan was the more interesting character, which is probably why you remember her. Because she I love had it. like a funny. Oh yeah, she was great interaction. And with she, Ross. she and Ross were yeah, yeah they competing for. Um, again, like it's so funny with the. I was watching a flashback episode of Friends, and Ross came in. And was like, it's all working out because, because like I've just met this great girl, and you've met her with Susan, and I just oh just, yeah, one just of the so flashback funny. episodes. And then I watched another one. I just stumbled into it. 
where basically like Ross and Monica figured out they were each other's first kiss yeah, and they never realized it's just so much they good stuff. They explore a lot of weird if stuff. If anyone's like feeling that, a bit of. sad and they just want a quick serotonin oh, uptake, agreed. I highly recommend early friends. Agreed. Early seasons, one to three. Nothing better. Nothing is better. Still than relevant that. today. Still totally relevant. Next question on the Saved by the Bell episode in which Jesse freaked out on drugs. What was she taking? A, caffeine pills, B, ecstasy, or C, sleeping pills? As an indication of how little I watched it, I didn't even know they dealt with this kind of what? content Saved matter. by the Bell? I mean, I know Screech was the – I mean, I know yeah. the basics of it. Oh, my God. So um, you don't know what episode I'm talking about? No, but I know <gasps> it's caffeine pills yeah. because I'm just like that is the, the PG way of dealing with drugs yeah. and even caffeine like it's not Oh, my really. God. It's like the best scene. It's like one of the most famous scenes from Saved by the Bell and she freaks out in the um, the Max, which is, is she, the cafe where they hung out. And is she out. trying to stay up to study? Like is it to do I something think it, Yeah, it was and, studying. And like, yeah. Like good. Because she was yeah. like Miss Perfect. So she was like doing everything all at once. And she starts singing that song. I'm so excited. <laughs> And then she's like, I'm so, I'm so scared. It's amazing. So the fear, oh my gosh, I need to see it. It's really good. It's not unlike Liv Tyler's character in Empire Records. Love. The overachiever. Yeah, yeah. And she had the little thing of pills, which I feel like was something a little more interesting, maybe something pharmaceutical. Um, Maybe some ADHD medication from her younger siblings. A little bit of Ritalin. Which apparently can give you quite the... The buzz if you don't need of actual ADHD. Oh, yeah. Hello. Don't parents take their kids' ADHD medication? Yeah. That's like such a thing. I feel like we should try it. Um, haven't we talked energy. about that book, um, How to Murder Your Life by Kat Marnell? Oh, is she, was she the did? editor um, at like Lucky Magazine, like the beauty journalist. And did she and do she that? did because she took Ritalin as a kid and then she had like a massive addiction. And yeah, let's not it. do it then. No. no, let's not. Sorry. There was just a, it was an idea. Do. I just brainstorming ideas. I like it. <laughs> anyway. I'm open. So we went to Ritalin. Um, next on. question. What was the name of Angela Chase's nerdy neighbor on My So-Called Life? Again. What? I don't know. Brian Krakow. Come on. Brian. So that sounds like, for My So-Called Life, quite an exotic name. I guess. Krakow. Krakow. Polish? Was it like yeah, like a European I mean, neighbor, like, like an American. accented no, neighbor? He's just like American. No. Okay, fine. But that was his name. Yeah, perhaps he was from Polish descent. Brian Krakow. Brian Krakow. He had like really blonde, curly, dorky hair, and he was in love with Angela. Um, next question: Which classic '90s sitcom theme song? This is such a question. First line was: Whatever happened to predictability? And I want you to sing it in your head because like, so when I read this question, because I got it online, um, as soon as I read the words, the like song came into my head and I knew what it was just because they like fell into place for me. But it's not happening for you. I can tell by the look on your face. I know. But my mind is like, like, imagine you're on the edge of like the heath or a a wood (laughs) and there's something deep in the wood that you need. Yeah. And you know, you can get to it. But you've got to now do the work. You don't want to. I'm like, Shall I'm I like do at it? the end of the I'm voice. Gonna, I'm going to help given you this get is there. being recorded, help me get Before there. Before I tell you what it is, see if this helps. <clears throat> Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> it's not Fraser, is it? No. no. I know the song Olsen now. Twins. Full House. Yeah. Oh, such a winner. And like, 
I guess I watched that show, but I wasn't like obsessed with it. But literally, as soon as I read those words, it just and actually, Full House has been slightly in the media with Fuller House with no with oh, the mom, yes, the mom and the, and the Ivy scandal, League. yes. Lori Laughlin. I mean, is, is anyone yeah. surprised that there are people no. who pay a shed load of money to get their slightly non sort like, of academically brilliant children to Ivy League universities? That's sad. Because you 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 know what you do. You do it from the very beginning of becoming a mother. You back a dump truck of cash into whatever <laughs> that problem is. Some money at it that. starts with airplane travel. There is nothing I won't buy to keep those children yeah. entertained. No, it starts with and giving birth. Keep, like yeah, yeah. you're in the hospital. When oh, I it'll was, cost ten thousand dollars. Can maybe drive. Fine, shove that in my fine. spine. I need a private room. Yeah. Throw some money at that. Yeah, exactly. And then as there's a head emerging from your body, and your husband's like, "Is that necessary?" You're like. You fucking go book that room. Yeah. <laughs> you go book that room. Literally, when I was in labor with Izzy and they didn't have any rooms available. Uh, and were you in the waiting room? I like, was like in literally labor. in the waiting room, yeah. five yeah. centimeters dilate, dilated. <laughs> and I was That's like, brilliant. I looked at Adam and I could like barely speak. I was like, throw some money at it. I was like, can we, we'll go private right now. Can we there, go private? There have never been more like those words would have been uttered at so many men oh my god over the years the midwife was like it's too late you can't throw some galleons at it throw some sheep at it (laughs) throw like whatever you've got to trade whatever economy whatever world whatever time you're living in there are women have looked at their husbands with contempt and been like stop being a fucking cheapskate and get me some comfort somehow because your dick did this exactly this is your fault (laughs) Yeah, you did this way. to me. Um, okay. Also, Lori mm. Laughlin, mm-hmm. however you say her name, whose daughter is beautiful because I saw her on my feet today. Well, Moving on, like paying of course to she get is. into Ivy League school. Yeah. Just to bring it back, I was flipping through TV the other day and I came upon. Do you even remember that they did a new version of Nine Hundred Two One Zero? And she yes. was the mom of the equivalents of Brenda and Brandon. No, I did. I remember they did it. I, I even gave it a go because I was I like, maybe. I enjoyed it. I didn't mind it so much. But she when was the mom. She I was essentially Mrs. Walsh. She would be perfect for that. Amazing. I mean, I feel her on that. But when people now do 90s remakes yeah. for all the people who don't know that it they're 90s, old as it fun. makes me that. But I also just go back to that 90s original. Yeah. And hopefully, like, I then overlook all the racist, anti, <laughs> anti-female, like, all of the, like, horrible yeah. things that they've done. And I love that. Film. Yeah. Because the there's best. some there's some broken things in those movies. Um, right. On to the last question of our two oh, yeah. hour long quiz. It's been a wonderful quiz. Final question is about little G. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> testing your memory. So you may recall in season two of Dear 1995, Little G and Mason got into trouble because nobody knew where they were. Which bestie of Little G is the one that called everyone and caused the commotion? Do you remember? Was it Kylie? No. Was it one of the Kylie gymnastics girls? It was one of the gymnastics girls. Lisa? Close, but no. God. Ready? Yeah, who? Lucy. Oh, it was Lucy. I knew yeah. it was one of the Lillas. She didn't mean to be a troublemaker, but she was. Mason was just just, just trying to get there. Mm-hmm. Just trying to. Well, this was like early days with me. Trying to get off at King's Cross instead of Euston, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, but I do. <laughs> oh, but, but I do. He just kept getting the trains oh. kept stopping at Euston. For all of our listeners like who don't live in London, yeah. the equivalent would have been at like 
uh, 54th instead of Columbus mm-hmm. or something or, yep. you know, where yeah, we're going fine. with this. Okay. So really good 90s mode. Thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Um, so now just thought we'd recap a little bit over <clears throat> what happened in the last seasons Yeah. Um, for everyone to bring us up to speed. So little G was 17 and we saw her going through a real transitional period um, she started out quite inexperienced, desperate for a boyfriend, had never been kissed. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go out more and be popular. Obviously, this is a summation. Um, she kind of made that happen for herself. And um, she went to prom with back hugger Matt. Um, then she dated Mason for a few months. They made out, which was like a major first. I think the thing with little G that I most admire about her <laughs> yeah. is that she – she was so frustrated and she wanted so much. Yeah. She wasn't happy with her station. Mm-hmm. And yet she was also such a hard worker. She, was. she worked really hard in gymnastics. Yeah. She Thank worked you. really hard to like impress and please her parents and get good grades. Yeah. I think maybe your older brother and sister, there was, you knew that there was sort of life beyond yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, because it's sort of like that thing where you can be so – you're so hopeful, but you're also so miserable. Yeah, It's like this kind That's, of – Yeah. And That's this this years, whole, right? like, little G thing has, like, reminded me of those feelings of being – but everything's ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's hard to see that when you're a teenager. But yeah. you're right. Like, you are excited about so many things. Like – you have college ahead of you, you have your first kiss, your first love. And you're so vulnerable. And yet, um, and the thing that, you know, strikes me is that, like, at any point, something could go wrong. It just doesn't usually. Yeah. But you want to get through those teen years without, like, a major trauma, if you can. Yes, agreed. And I think little G, like, saw people who that happened to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you didn't actually... No, I think, and also we know little G was like extremely self obsessed. You were quite careful. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't do loads of drugs. You didn't get. No, I was cautious. Drunk with strange kids, with kids you didn't know. Mm, yeah. Ish. For the most part. Yeah. But I just was like very focused on myself and doing the thing, getting, you know, getting the things that I wanted. Like I wanted to have a boyfriend. I wanted yeah. to be kissed by someone I wanted to feel I guess normal and yeah. experience all that stuff and the thing is like that's sort of quite a tra- transactional like you just want it yeah you don't you're not so worried about how you get it at that no, point just want and then I happen. think after that comes like more quality control yeah but that took, long like years of quality control yeah well. it took years to get yeah. to that point yeah. oh little g oh yeah back hugger matt who actually like May all of our daughters have backhuggers. Well, exactly. Like may they all yeah, have a backhugger so who asks things like, may I kiss you? Exactly. Because even though we know it's not sexy. It's not. It's that little window for her to be like, do I actually want that? Which is not a question that women ask or girls themselves. ask themselves enough. Exactly. You're just like, mm, I guess that's okay. Yeah, you could keep doing that. Like I heard a friend of mine said the other day, he's a he's a neuroscientist, and he was on a panel, and someone was saying, I think everyone pretty much says what they think. And I was what? like, you're obviously male yeah. because I don't know I any woman who actually it, – it takes decades to get the – Well, also, to find British? Your voice like British people think. never say what I they know, think. It's like, who are you? I'm on conference calls where I'm like, hello, just spit it out. Like everybody's bumbling. I'm like, oh. It Why? starts with lovely. It starts with <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> Ow. You know, it's like yeah, no, what? Yeah, 
I love how I'm on conference calls and you're like having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking about like a non-lubricated sexual yeah. experience. And I'm like, just and say what yeah. you want about the upcoming <laughs> launch. I feel like we've got all angles covered from exactly. bedroom to boardroom. Yes. We've got it bookmarked. It's a whole other it's podcast. <laughs> from bedroom to boardroom. From bedroom like to boardroom. Stay oh tuned. my goodness. Yes. Do you like the radio voice I just did? From the gutter to the girl who got everywhere. Oh, my God. Now we're doing like a movie trailer. (laughs) Where were we? Watch this space. So anyway. Okay, back, Coco. So little G made out. She had her first kiss. She was losing it. She had some little. She had some orgasm. Do you think you did have some little. They were. Little things. Well, you know, they were like my little shivers. Yeah. But, like, in retrospect, those were orgasms. Yeah. Like, not, like, mind-blowing. I think that there's this whole thing around, like, like boys. I don't remember the my friends who were boys talking about this, but at some point, you know, you know that everyone had the boys have erections because they've got this, like, really, like, obvious expression yeah, like of tangible. their sexual <laughs> excitement. And I don't think I even realized, like, it didn't click for a long time that, Girls have that just on the inside. Yeah. Like you don't think of yourself as having equipment that can do that and that you could certainly like turn on, switch on way, on your yeah, own and figure out how to, it's all like boys and tissue boxes and like experiences <laughs> and like boxes. messing around with the vacuum cleaner. And there's just no Wait, dialogue what? around what? girls. Vacuum cleaner? <laughs> Is that a thing? Well, it's got a hard don't suck on it, it doesn't Hoover it? for nothing, yeah. am I right? <laughs> it certainly sucks. Um, right. Okay. So anyway, little, little shivers, little shivers. had shivers. Mm-hmm. She started hanging out with more experienced friends like Fank- Frankie of the stuff on her shirt fame. Oh my gosh, you remember when she got undressed in like maybe three seconds? She was like suddenly naked, wasn't that Frankie? No, that was Becky. Oh, Becky. Oh, Becky. Becky. She didn't get anything on her shirt. No, because her boyfriend took all her clothes off really quickly. <laughs> he was knocking at the door. That was close. Uh, um, and um, she started hanging out with Kylie. And we know Kylie had a lot of issues. She tried to kill herself um, early on in the diary. She got into a lot of tr- lot of trouble with drinking. She wasn't at, she wasn't even like any longer living in her family home. Yeah. Then she moved out of her home to live with one of our friends. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Can Can you imagine like? And I feel like at the time I was like, mm. like I don't think I realized that that's really such a big deal. Like, imagine if Ruby oh. was like, I'm going to go live with my friend. I can't live with you anymore. I mean, the only thing I can imagine is that in the background, these parents are like, listen, let's work together. This right. is a really difficult time. What we're doing isn't working. I would we hope, need to try something Because imagine new. how that would feel I know, with your daughter horrible. living somewhere else or any child. Exactly. Um so little G tried to look after Kylie a bit. Um, she I was really also, did. I was she in, really did. I think I was insanely in love with Kylie. Um, so I didn't want to rock the boat too much. So we partied together a lot and I enabled Kylie quite a bit. But our girlfriends are really our first loves. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh like, my God. I think I've talked about this before, but I went on this summer holiday recently and there were two, like the, the 11 year old brought her best friend. Oh yeah, you told oh, me. Oh my gosh, they were just like cuddling in the, the hammock and like drawing, their making life. magazines together, and like re. And it was like this where they're just moving through the holiday together, but without any of the kind of back and forth that happens in relationships yeah. with the opposite sex, where you know someone feels neglected and someone yeah, needs this and someone. It was just like well, even it's now, the same. like when Adam goes out of town, sometimes my friend Amelia will come and stay with me, and it's like she's my sister wife, and we just yeah. slot into this really yes. easy. 
like she helps with the kids. I she might get take that model. Dog. I really do. If it's you could so choose good. your sister wives yes. and then, you know, you might just have a servicing schedule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we're all so exhausted. It would probably only take like once every six months for oh. someone to throw the leg over and we'd all be so fulfilled. Oh, the leg <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I agree. Seriously, get down with that. Same. You would both be my sister wives. Thanks. Same. That would be so fun. It's like we could be Mormon. Oh my god, I'm going to do tiny hearts to you both right now. Oh my god, is that what that is? I, I don't know. What is that tiny hearts? It's like a little violin. Tiny little hearts. Oh my god, I love that. I know. We're putting. We'll take our, a picture. Our index finger and our thumb together, and we're we're. I'm. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a silent snap. It's, we're so poetic tonight just to bring it back to my so-called life for a second there is an episode where so angela and rayanne you are best friends and i know i've made this comparison before but like rayanne was kind of the out of control popular girl that Mm -hmm. had a bit of a drug problem and angela was just like kind of dorky and like transitioning as i did and Mm -hmm. becoming like besties with rayanne and rayanne's mom and angela's mom are together like having a chat and rayanne's mom is like oh like you know Angela and Rayanne, you know, when you have that first love, like your first friend that you just think they're the most amazing person because they're the funniest or they're the most beautiful. And like, that is so it. Yeah, so that's true. It. That's it. I'm going to find that scene. Yeah. And that relationship. Yeah. You really learn a lot about, you know, how to navigate those female relationships that get tricky. They can get tricky. They can get very tricky. And then you're married and you're like, actually, this <laughs> actually, that was better. Wow. <laughs> Kidding. Especially when your cycles sync up. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that happens at work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my last entry was on March 23rd, 1996, and I read um, aloud a very dramatic poem, if you recall, expressing my I frustrations do. with not being able to get through to Kylie and how self-destructive she was. And then the rest of the entry is just usual high school shit, and then that's it. Like, that was the end of it. So what happened next? Um, so if you recall, Kylie, as you just mentioned, was living with our mutual friend, Eliza. And, um, so at a certain point, not long after, um, the diary ended, Eliza's family was going through, they had a death in their family and so they needed some space. So Kylie actually came and stayed at my house for, I don't remember, it was like a week or two. Because I do remember you asking your mom. Yeah. If she uh, could. Like a few months before if she could stay. And I think your mom who seems to have, like, pretty good instincts about I this know. stuff, Was and plus new renovation. Yeah. Wasn't the house renovated? Yeah, yeah So she was probably like, mm, yeah. no. She's a smart one, Arlene. Yeah. She didn't Arlene say no, Arlene, but yeah. she was like... She pushed it off. Yeah. She pushed it off. But So she did allow Kylie to come and stay with us just for, like, a week or two when she couldn't be at Eliza's. And do you remember how that was? Was it just, like, yeah, going I think to it was school, fine. coming yeah, home? Yeah, exactly. Easy, yeah. Um. So then after that, she moved back in with Eliza. Um, but after she left our house, she held on to our house key, yep, which is yep. an important bit of information mm-hmm. for you to remember for in a few minutes. So then, like a week or so later, I went on a trip with my parents to New York to see Hamilton College, which is where I later went for university. Is that the name of the university or is that yeah, where you Hamilton stayed College. within? Oh, right, no, okay. Ham- yeah, it's the name of the school. Um, and so anyway, we got back from the trip and walked into our house and like slowly realized that someone had been in the house and had had a party because there were like garbage bags everywhere. Like it wasn't a total mess. 
but like there were bags with alcohol, like there were, so I went up to my room and, you know, I had my own phone line. Um, and there were messages, like a million messages on my answering machine that were all for Kylie. So like, I'm listening to these messages and like the wheels are turning, I'm starting to realize she obviously used the key, like broke into the house. She's clearly living there and had like a massive party there. Um, and so my mom's business partner was like not staying at the house, but was like going to the house and like knew that Kylie had been going and kept trying to like catch her in the act, but like didn't. And for some reason, like didn't tell my mom. I feel like she would have been just like hiding under the bed when your mom's friend came in. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like she was just hanging out there all the time. Like she was so ballsy. And you remember we threw a party at that guy's house. Oh yeah. But she had told me that like he was fine with it. But he wasn't, was I'm he? I'm sure well, I don't know. I don't remember. He what wasn't happened. there, was he? No, he wasn't there. So this is like basically the, the same, same thing. thing yeah. She just liked to have places to have parties. So they had had this massive party. Um and then I found a letter that she had like left in my room because she knew that we were gonna get back and like everything was gonna come to a head. So I'll read you the letter because I still have the letter tucked mm-hmm. into my diary. So it says, Dear Gwen, if you, th- if you think the house looks bad now, you should have seen it this morning. I really need to talk to you, but I'll be at prom when you get this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Enjoy. I'll still be partying. Casual. I'll call you tonight from the hotel. Sorry about everything. I take full responsibility. Don't worry. I'm even showing my face here again. Calm down and breathe. Call Alina or Carrie for details. I love you. Don't forget. Heart Kylie, a.k.a. Cat Burglar. Don't worry, burglarized. So she's not only, like, making light of it. Like, yeah. we've talked about this before where she was very good at the clean – not not the cleanup, like, she clearly is bad at cleanup. Right. <laughs> but the kind of – Literally. What she felt like was the emotional cleanup, which was basically – um, I take full responsibility. Soz, yeah, ya. yeah. Ya. I'm at prom. prom. Yeah, I'm at prom. But um, Soz about that, and um, give me a cute nickname, Cat Burglar. Yeah, like, do you remember how you felt? My God, that? I just like was so confused and angry, and like also because like my parents were so be- like my dad was purple in the face for like he literally a week, like livid. They like the police came. Were they finding things? The broken. Oh yeah. Like, so I there? kept finding things. So like. Luckily, they didn't like they didn't really damage the house. Like the house was fine. But you know, every room part. there were kids in. Oh, of course. That you don't know. That's no. the thing. Like I found this like massive bong in a drawer in my brother's room, which I later had to return to this like super sketchy guy at school. Um, like, was he like? It was like, have yeah, you seen left, my bomb? Yeah, like, literally, like, I left that <laughs> was his name house. on it? Like, I how mean, did you even know? Was, like, was it like an orchy bottle with a hose stuck no, in it? it was like, like glass. Oh, like a proper bomb yeah. he'd bought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but how did you even, were you just like, Kylie, who like left what? the massive bong? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she knew. Like she, and then like people had been hiding in bushes. That was because the police wound up coming, I think, and breaking oh, up the party. The party. Oh, and right. then my parents called the police and they came to like take her, but my parents decided not to like press charges. Yeah, press charges or anything. Because they knew who it was. Of course. Did you say, can I have my key back? Yeah. <laughs> and do you think, um, like, I guess she was just like, she, she would do anything, A, to drink. Yeah, she just wanted to have a party. She didn't really care about consequences at no. all. Well, you could tell by the note. She's still like, sorry, like, thanks for leaving me a note. Like, and she knew what my parents were like. She knew I would be in so much trouble. Like, she didn't care. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what is going on with her. I don't understand the type of kid she, like, what that is that's driving 
I think, like, she obviously had a massive drinking problem. Like, so substance abuse is, yeah. like, at the heart of her bad decision-making. And I think probably having parties was her escape, right? Like, she yeah. loved it. She was the life of the party. You know, it was, like... Being popular. Yeah, she Fed popular, her kind of self-esteem. So for whatever, like, three hours or however long it was, you know, she, yeah. she loved it. And she just craved it. And then she would just say sorry yeah, and move and on get away with to it. some other schmuck. Yeah. Good, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, I mean from you. Move yeah, no, you but... Some other poor yeah. person. So, so that was kind of like and the icing on the cake. And do you remember, because now your parents must be saying things like, you can't be friends with yeah. someone who disrespects you like yeah. that. Yeah. Every, well, and that's so now the you thing. can't be friends with her. I had defended her again and yeah. again to like my parents or to friends that said she was using me. Like, remember, people always used to say she was like using me for my car or whatever. Yeah, and potentially there was there were shades of that. Yeah. But also... You loved having her around, so you were getting something out yeah. of it, you know. But then it was like it was embarrassing for me. Like exactly, like I couldn't go on being friends with her after she would do that to me. Look, like people, would we be all like, What's bring wrong different things to relationships. When I got together with Jay, I knew full well that my 1987 model Datsu charade <laughs> may or may not be part of the sweet. Might have been a sweetener to the deal. <laughs> the deal being all this. Exactly. So you know, like. You can't separate yourself from your privileges and your stuff. You just have to be like, you know, I assume if my car broke down, you'd kind of be happy to still hang out with right. me, but I, I can't guarantee that. No. You know, and you just, you know, you can't, you know. And also she didn't have a lot. No. So I can imagine, you know, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I once stayed in a relationship for at least another eight months because his fam, he had a study where I could do my uni work and his mum cooked great <laughs> schnitzel. <laughs> Like, I definitely stayed in the relationship oh. way too long, and yeah. it was due to the fringe benefits. I mean, I've done that. Heartless bitch, anyway. Mine was more, like, you know, connected to his body for a while. Yeah, so with him. But you were like, yeah. I don't like what's going on between your ears, but your yeah. body yeah. I find pleasing. Yes. I exactly. was like, I don't like you at all, but your study and your mum's schnitzel <laughs> speak to me on so many levels. We'll take it. It doesn't listen. Anyway. So anyway, mm -hmm. so yeah, I didn't. So after that, that was kind of like we stopped being close friends. Like I yes. didn't. Like she was knocked right off it that pedestal. It killed something for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like it's I still saw her. It is. Someone to treat you like that. It's so disappointing. Um, she just didn't. It. What it felt like is she didn't care about you. Exactly. At all. Well, yeah. And what, like, like, you know, she just chose everything else over you. Yeah. You know. So, and she just proved me wrong, like, yeah. in every instance that I tried to defend her. So, like, obviously, we were still on the gymnastics team together and stuff, but I really, like, removed you myself from the, the situation. And, like, as I said, my parents were livid. That's quite a big step for for little G, because you were yeah. very fond of her. And I think it was probably good for me. I think at that age, to find self-respect, something so terrible has to happen. Yeah. And even then, you might not find it. No. <laughs> you might keep going back for more. And I'm sure so I didn't even that know you, that that's what yeah. it was. But so then, so on the back of the note um, that she gave to, that she left in my room, there are these other notes written on it. So basically, because oh, yeah. um, remember my friend Kelly, like we had becoming better and better friends. Yes. And she, I remember this so distinctly, she came over one day, like while I was on the phone with Kylie, like yeah. having this argument, and she's like writing notes to me of oh, what I should I can say. See him. So she said, um, she wrote, it's total lack of respect towards you. Does she care? Um, you would never do that to her. So like she was kind of feeding me yeah, these lines yeah, yeah. to yeah. say to her. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, then I spent the rest of the year like really hanging out with more with Kelly and Frankie and my gymnastics friends, my dance friends and Lisa and Becky. And then I graduated in June. Um, Kelly and I gave a speech at graduation. Um, and that morning we TP'd our principal's, um, house. This is where you put toilet paper all yes, over. Yes. He must so just American. be like, here we go again. Yeah, I know. Every year. Here we go. Um, and Honey, then get the ladder out. <laughs> Poor guy. Principal Rich, I think. I wonder if you like one. rolled it up and used it. Like, I mean, Ew, it seems a shame to waste it. I know. Now, like, I feel like you can't do that. It's so uneco friendly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. get away with that? That's um, so bad. So then that summer, I had my sister's wedding, finally. And you were bridesmaid? I was a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Any hot groomsmen? No. Romantic comedy opportunities? No, definitely not. Damn it. I know. Um, her dress was super 90s. Was I'll see it? if I can find a picture. Oh, gosh, I'd love to but see But actually, it. my bridesmaid's dress was pretty cute. Um, and then straight from the wedding, my dad drove me to New York, to upstate New York, for college. Um, and my mom... Obviously, both my parents were supposed to take me, like, from the wedding. But my yeah. mom woke up the next morning after the wedding, and, like, her bladder wasn't working or something. So she literally had to fly what? back to California. I was like, that's called, like, just a really big hangover. I feel like, <laughs> like, what what does it mean? I don't Did she know. have a UTI from all the boots? I, like, I don't know. But she needed to have, like, a catheter, and then she had to, like, fly home. And, like, I, who knows a what catheter? went on. Yeah. Yes. So she, I was like, Bruce got up to after the wedding. I don't know. Stop. Were they, how old do you think they were at this point? Um, Well, let's see. Are they like late 40s? Yeah. It was 1996 and they were born in 46. So what is that? 50? Were they 52? No, wait. Did you say they were born in 46? 46, yeah. That was 96. 1996. That's 50. Minus 1946. 50 years, isn't it? Is this not 50 years? Am I going insane? I can't do oh, it on my calculator. Guys, I let you know that Gwen is currently trying to figure this oh, out. 50, oh, 50. It's 50. Oh, my God. Everyone, I am so like, glad so we sorry. recorded my mental well arithmetic. Because after the war, I didn't even the, try. Really good job. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll have this forever yeah. to listen to. 50, but I figured out. 50. Um, because basically, you know, it's really just... 96 minus 46 because the 19 <laughs> stays constant. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. It was the six and the six I that know, confused I know. me. I don't know why. And funnily enough, that's what made it so easy for me. Which is why I made it 52 because I was adding six and six together rather than subtracting oh my, oh, six from six. Oh, you went with the 12. I did. Oh, gosh. Shh, don't talk about it. <laughs> Anyway, mm-hmm. so so yeah, you've so got a my, really high emotional intelligence. Thanks I just very much. Say, yeah. So my mom couldn't take me to college, so my dad did. That was fine. Um, <clears throat> and then yeah, and then I started my four year college career, which is like so a whole other podcast. They moved in with like I want to say there were like boxes, like oh, yeah. laundry baskets full laundry of all your baskets. stuff, with like an alarm clock and maybe some sort of things like a for the shower wall. caddy. Oh my gosh, the thongs so you don't get tinnier first yes. first shower out of the bat. A really big fan, like because it got, gets hot obviously. in those dorms. It does. It gets hot. Was there a little desk where you did your work? There was a desk. There was a closet. I had a roommate who was a nightmare. Like ev- oh, my God. Like, everything you set up for this kind of coming of age, these four years, where, yes, you could, like, you you know what I mean? You can you can me- also, like, obviously just mess around and not do anything with it. Yeah. Like, don't you want to go back to oh our 18-year-old God. selves and be like, guys, just, like, 
let's balance out, let's knuckle yes. down and enjoy. I but did let's not also, take advantage of the, yeah, the education. I feel like I didn't take advantage <laughs> of the educational aspect no, of it. I partied a lot and I had the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went I went to my classes, but Toyota did I make the most of them? And, no. no, no that was our time to grow our brains, to think, yeah, to learn, that. to kind of like discord. No, no, none of that. No. But that's a whole other podcast, whole my other four years of Where we sound like senior citizens exactly. lecturing young children to make the most of their opportunities. Yes. Um, um, so. Why was your roommate a nightmare? Did ugh. she eat loudly? No, she was super dorky. And oh, we yeah. just like, she's didn't probably get like along. running for like some Silicon Valley. No, she's not. Actually, I don't know what she's doing now. We were just really different. And like, obviously, I was a brat. And so. Oh, yeah. I didn't really like her. Like, I wanted to be out partying. You were like, jazz hands, I'm ready to party. And I just wanted to make out with boys. And she was, like, disgusted that I brought boys back to our room all the time. I know. Was there a wall between you? Or if you're, like, dry humping on the bed, is she just, like, facing the wall pretending not to listen? Yeah. It was, like, a tiny little room with, like, two beds in (gasps) it. Wait, so how would you arrange (laughs) it? Like, what do you do? Like, I would – I don't know. I'd hope she'd be sleeping or, like – I don't know. Like, I do remember, like – shagging jay on the top bunk with a mate sleeping on the bottom bunk and at some point he was just like shag ski ski." (laughs) what the roommate did yeah and we just like took it into another room we took it into a bathroom no into a bathroom or something like so gross oh yeah like no no desire for privacy no well where could there was to be overcome with such physical desire exactly um, so I just thought I'd go into a bit about what happened yes. to all the key characters. I want to know. Um, so interestingly, most of them live still in California. Um, some of them had stints like in other countries and other states, but mm-hmm. I would say most of the ones that I talked about live really close to where we grew up. Yeah, because you go to like up Chicago or London or wherever and you're just like, actually, LA's kind of got but a pretty good LA. climate. No, LA. sorry. Like near San Francisco. Near San Francisco's got a pretty good no, California is amazing. It's a great place to raise kids. California, that's what I meant. Yeah, California. great climate. So Lucy, um, you know, one of the besties that drove the Mercedes, did yes. gymnastics with me. She um, she went to Stanford, and then she went to Harvard Business School. She I she think, went all the way. Oh, yeah. She, went, she worked mm-hmm. for iTunes for a bit. Then she had her own startup. Um, I think actually now she works for Amazon. And she lives in Silicon Valley. She's married. She has two kids. I saw her like last year. She was here for work, and we had. Lunch. I just want to say I've heard really bad things about the Amazon distribution centers. Oh, terrible same. for women. So yeah. I really hope that if she's there, I'll Lucy, check. Lucy, please, please do something about that. Women are like miscarrying their babies because they have to reach God, the same target. Look into it. as robots. Anyway, moving right along, there's a really good episode on God. the day about it. Um, anyway, anyway, Becky. Anyway. We all remember Becky. My gymnastics friend she went to ucla and then she went to stanford business school wow and she and i actually lived together for a while in new york when you were working for chanel yes when i was working for chanel um when you were black on tv and look like a blob and then starved yourself that was the worst such good times um really good times times. she she met her now husband while we were living in that apartment together um and she now lives back in california she has two girls 
Um, she worked for Google for a while, but now she's with a different tech company. Mm-hmm. So she's doing well. I guess if you live in California, you're pretty much working for tech companies. Yeah. Well, especially Northern California. And you go to business school. Yeah. 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 That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Her husband actually works for Facebook. Mm. Um, and then. They've really got to do something about that. I know. Their data sharing. Oh, Facebook's having a terrible time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eliza. Um, who's the one that Kylie moved in with. Oh, yeah. Okay. She went to Stanford. She lives in San Francisco. She has two kids. She's a teacher. And she's actually coming to London in June to visit. Can so, I meet her? Yeah, maybe okay. she could come and do an episode. That would be great. Eliza. Yeah. Um, Frankie, our yes. favorite. Yeah, we love Frankie. Lives in Palo Alto. She has two boys. I think she nannies. She's super active on Facebook. So I feel like I just know her you know life, her like yeah, every yeah, yeah. single thing. Yeah. Um, but I love her posts. They're so descriptive and like honest. And also, do you get a sense of life in yeah. California? Sometimes I get jealous because like she still sees all these people that we went to high school with. Like she's that person that is still like best friends with, yeah. you know, everyone she grew up with. If you so stay nice. where you, if you stay in the same yeah. place that can happen, I mean, and then you can still drift, drift away and drift, yeah. drift apart, drift apart. Drift away. Drift away. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Um, Brad, remember Brad, Mormon Brad, lives in California. If only he'd kissed you in that pool. I I really, but then again, like maybe Brad was so attractive because he he didn't. He was forever. I don't think so. We would have loved the pool. (laughs) There's something about a pool pash that's so wet. They're they're half naked. It just would have been amazing. And it would have been like PG too, the PG pool pash. Yeah, of course. The best kind. Best. Because it doesn't get to the kind of, you know, Ouchie, losing the virginity no. in the chlorinated pool That's situation. That's not a good situation. But it can be, be a hot and heavy makeout session. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's married. I think he has four kids. He has a great job. We yeah. message sometimes. He's a big fan of Dear 1995. Oh, Thanks well, for listening, Brad. Brad. We're a big fan of you. Yeah. Um, you kiss little G. And Kelly uh, yeah. lives in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. She has two kids. She's like super Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think she runs a Jewish camp. She's also, I think, like educational director or something um, for a Jewish organization. Kelly, you're gonna have to tell me exactly what you do. Anyway, we know you're amazing. Yeah, that's what we're just we're gonna say that right exactly. here, right now. Um, she was devastated by the loss of um, Dylan. Uh, was she? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, she was it, a big it hit all of us. fan. Was she? Yeah. yeah. I think it's just made when things like that happen, it just makes you think about who you were then. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think about just that rite of passage and, you know, yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to talk about Kylie a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, as you know, we stopped being close friends after she threw the party. And then I went to college on the other side of the country. And, like, we kept in touch a bit. Like, we still would talk on the phone what occasionally. What was she doing? Was she working? Was she no, studying? No, she went to school. I think she went to, like, a junior college. And then, I, like, we kind of, like, I'd see her when I came home. Like, we'd go to parties together occasionally. But I kind of lost track, I think. Like, she went to school. She went to a junior college. Oh, no, no, She started out at ASU, I think, Arizona State, and then dropped out and then went to a junior college. Yeah. It was, like, taking some classes. Like, I don't really, I th- like, sh- I think she got into drugs. She never stopped drinking. Yeah, I mean, I think she was vulnerable worse. to a whole host of, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then several months after I graduated from college, so this was in 2000, Kelly called me to tell me that Kylie had killed herself. That's so, so sad. Yeah. Was that a shock when she called you? Um, I think it was and it wasn't. Like, it was, of course, because just uh, it's, anytime you hear that news, right, it's shocking. Right. But, like, it wasn't super surprising yeah. because she'd had so much trouble and she'd ha- tried it in, in high school. Right. Um, it was strange because, obviously, I was in New York. I was so far removed from, yeah. Yeah. from like, home. And I was also, like, you know, I wasn't really in touch with her as yeah. much anymore. Yeah. So, like, the closeness that we had felt was so distant to me by that point. Yeah. And do you did you, had you known anyone who'd done that before? No. Yeah, it's um even though it's talked about a lot, like it's not I, I I don't remember it touching my life in that way. Like it's a very but she was close. So yeah. 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 I mean and it definitely affected me. Like, um, I would have dreams about her all the time. I think it's hard to it's a it it's the only thing I can think of like sort of liken it to in terms of like processing something that it's not full blown grief because right. you've moved away from yeah, one another. Exactly. But there's like a sadness. Yeah. It's like when you live away from your family and a, even a grandparent dies, you you you've got this big buffer. You've got this of time yeah. and of space yeah. and of geography, and so um, and you're not so like because I had a similar thing. Like when my grandparents died, I was in college and I felt like kind of removed from it yeah and I wasn't like with my parents who were obviously much more affected who were grieving yeah 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 yeah. and I think it was similar like I wasn't at home around our mutual friends who were grieving her so I was it would have been a lot more intense an experience have being at home and you know going to the funeral right and so my mom went to the funeral but like I didn't yeah um but uh I was reading something recently by Bryony Gordon um, where she was talking about how you don't really say committed suicide anymore You because oh, right. um, apparently that refers back to when killing yourself was actually a crime. So you were committing a crime. You were committing suicide. Wow. And so, so what do you say now? I mean, you say, uh, you know, you killed your like she killed herself. It's it's just like another way of dying, right? And it's kind of like out of their control. Like somebody that kills themselves, they've died because something's wrong and they yeah, yeah. have an illness. Yeah. Um, and it was so interesting because I'd never really thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are so many. That's where language is so... Um, Kind important. of, it sneaks all sorts of yeah. ideas into just your everyday and the way you frame things. Yeah, like it's a bit um, like the the thing that of people often talk about women being hysterical, and it's sort of mm. like a lot of the time that's because there was a time when right you know Hysteria. you were hysterical if you did anything that was slightly emotional, right? And so we still get that, but yeah, that's really really interesting. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I mean I. It is so sad with Kylie, and she obviously she did just have these demons and so many issues that she just couldn't yeah get away from yeah and it yeah. did it killed her because I guess um, I don't know I think we talk a lot more about teenage depression and teen issues mm. and like early intervention with mental health because kids do start medicating themselves yeah and you know the kids that are really feeling sad 
And I don't know, probably you start drinking and then, then that becomes the problem. Right. You know what I mean? So right. the thing you were trying to right, that's escape the problem, from what is the real problem is overwhelmed by the substance. And then, which then, as we know, leads to all sorts of um, issues with your like happy hormones and how good you can actually ever feel. Right. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, that's, that's really yeah. sad. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a whole conversation obviously around yeah. social media and teens today and how that, um, has played into suicide rates. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that is what happened to Kylie and it is super sad, but I mm-hmm. wanted to take a moment to talk about it. And she was like a really like when, uh, in terms of your friendship, she was like a really important person to you yeah. in your teenage life. Yeah. And even though she was on this, this track and, it was, you know, you had that closeness and you, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think like she kind of defined my, my high school. Like when I think about those years, like that's yeah what I think about. And also in a way, just like in terms of, um, looking at your teenage life from an outsider, it's almost like it helps you define yourself, the people around you, the more extreme people around you, mm. help you kind of understand where your boundaries are better. Yeah, yeah. So they can, it can be quite That's defining so to be around people like that. Yeah. And it's almost like, um, you know, like being an Australian coming to the UK, suddenly I understand all the things about being Australian that make me different, yes. which oh, I never I ever would same. have known. You when know? I moved out of the States, now I see how everybody else perceives Americans. Yeah, and they're, and they're, they're annoying. Great <laughs> oh, no, they're great. No, I mean, yeah. But you, yeah, and I think... So she, in a way, she was very, very important in terms of you... Like you understood, you stepped up into a very responsible role. Mm. You saw the slippery slope of kind of slightly enabling people for your own, you know, like yeah. all those things you explored. And you I know. think the diary, I was using the diary to kind of figure that out. And it's, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that when I was becoming so close with Kylie and then when our friendship kind of ended is like kind of bookmarks or bookends yeah. the the diary. Yeah. Like I needed the diary to kind of work things out. And it's almost like um, you've got, you know, like your life is in these chapters and there are these friendship chapters. Yeah. Like when I think back to times, it's been like it'll be like a period of time when you were just like very, very close to, yeah. us, you know, two two girls. And then yeah. then there are like there's the work stage where you become you, you become very, very close. With like your and work. And it's just one bestie. of the ways I think you segment your life yeah, totally. with these friendships. Yeah, you identify and then there becomes like, time with them. Yeah, and then you – you get into a long-term relationship and you, that becomes harder to do or children come in. But then I think you start doing that again. Yeah, I, think I agree. And sometimes it's country moves and things, but a lot of the time it's these friendships. Yeah, and even with country moves, like I had a time when when we first moved from New York to London and I had this friend that I was so close with and I was like obsessed with her. And then I moved to London and we like weren't as close anymore. And yeah. that, yeah, like it really affected me. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that, like it's what what's what this whole like D ninety ninety five like like little G's made me think about of just those, just the way how important those friendships were in sort of yeah in sort of forming who you are yeah and I think actually this leads nicely into um what we are going to be doing for season three yes um so we are pivoting um we've finished the diary. But 
Brooke and I felt that there's still so much rich content within yeah. the first two seasons that we almost want to delve a bit deeper there's into so them. There's so much we want to say. Exactly. Like, we have like so Little much G to say. It was so dominating in a way. Yeah. And it's now our turn. Let us speak. Let us little have G. a little say about you and your, you know, boyfriend who keeps getting off at Houston <laughs> or like your friends. So we want to, um, have discussions with other kind of influential moms, women, men, mini driver. I'm talking to you. Yes, mini, you would be um, amazing. And have these discussions that are inspired by sound bites from season one and two. So yep. we are going to take um, kind of topics and conversations from previous episodes and from the diary mm-hmm. and uh, have some guests on mm-hmm. and delve a bit deeper Yep, and um, have a good chat. Like, for example... This isn't a great example, but in episode six, um, I talk about how my dad said something like, you know, get out of my face. You disgust me, that which I know looks like your favorite. Example. That is like my favorite thing your dad like ever you said. loved his parenting tactics. I love it. So we could have a whole episode about the best things we've said to our kids, how we think we should speak to our kids. Um, well, I also just think he just, he just said what he thought in that moment. Yeah. And I think even though we all try and – intentionally the right thing sometimes you just it doesn't work out and you were disgusting yeah (laughs) um you were kind of a brat i'm sure oh my god i was such a brat um or like in episode three we talk about masturbation that's a huge topic of discussion and you know what i was listening i went and um saw a comedian called rose matafeo who i think would be awesome to me about her yeah and she talked about so I don't know, when I was growing up as a teenager, there wasn't a huge amount of chat about no. masturbation. I didn't know Same. there was a whole, like, there doorbell I could nothing. ring and, like, I could have all the I lady feels. you always go back to the, <laughs> it's either I mean? the doorbell or clicking the mouse. Yeah, like, <laughs> I could click the mouse, which is, makes me sound super 90s because no one uses mouses okay, anymore, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Um, and then, but she was saying, so she's in her mid-20s, and she was saying that there was all this chat about girls explore yourselves yeah and she's like what the fuck does does explore mean mean? like how do i explore like there's there were no specifics no and it's like i'm a teenager i'm an idiot yeah i don't know what's going on down there i'm still dealing with the fact i got a period like is Uh, there something between the period that i could be doing yeah you know because what we all know is that those boys aren't doing it no they are not well I mean, I got a little bit. But. I mean, maybe the more like, what's his name? Brad might have done it. Yeah, sensitive Brad. Oh, Brad. I want you to know that I'm. So thanks so much for listening to season two's bonus episode of Dear 1995. We also want to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you to Shola. Thank you, Shola. She's been our producer for the last two seasons. And sadly, she's moving on because she's so mega and big time. But I always know things are going well with um, our chats. Based on Shola's body language. I I literally get so much. I need approval from Shola. And Every time, like, her shoulders shake oh, or she – I'm just like, oh, my God, she thinks we're doing really well. Yeah. Yay. So, but Shola like, entertaining said, Shola is our kind of sign that – Yeah. It's like an objective. Yeah. It's like an objective judgment that what we're saying isn't it's like a just meter the worst of our thing success. that was ever recorded. Yeah. Um, but Shola's going to help us find someone new to work yeah. on the potty with us. Um, and they better bring the music and pop culture knowledge Shola that you have. Shola promises she'll remember us. Obviously. Um, and 
Remember the little people. Remember the little, hey, Shola. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Shola, who are these old people waving at you through the booth? And you're like, as if we're in a booth. <laughs> yeah, as if we're in we're a booth. so big time. We're like next to Shola. We're super, super pumped for season three. And I'd say like we would also read out other people's diary entries oh, yeah. if they were relevant. If people have that, so I bring think it. We're also like DM us with your own excerpts. Please. please. And we will. All um, is relevant. Yeah, yeah. We'll All get, is we'll content. We'll get you on. We'll get those words on. Please follow us, as always, on uh, Instagram at Dear.1995 for updates, fun pics, and all the 90s nostalgia. And we'll see you guys really soon. Love, Gwen. Love, little B. Bye. Bye.